0: 25-year-old Trish Haynes went missing in the summer of 2018. She was found a month later, just miles from her last known residence, murdered and dismembered in a small pond. The last two people to see her alive were career criminals with whom she'd been staying. And the last conversation Trish's family had with them was a threat on Trish's life. Fast forward to four years later and we still have no answers to what happened to Trish Haynes. Although it appears crystal clear, the water in this case is anything but. Buckle your seatbelts and prepare to be thoroughly pissed off. I'm your host Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. Now, during her early 20s, Trish Haynes dated a man named Chris on and off from about 2014 to late 2017. Chris was known to be abusive and one night finally took it too far and was arrested for assaulting Trish. However, after he was released, he begged Trish to drop the charges and against the urging of those around her, she recanted her statement and withdrew the charges against him. The North Woodstock Police Department were apparently not happy that Trish had wasted their time, and so pursued misdemeanor charges against her for filing a false police report. Trish had moved down to Florida to stay with family after the incident with Chris, but was now due back in New Hampshire in January of 2018 for her court date. Now Sandy Tewkesbury, her grandmother and legal guardian, was living in Florida at the time, and urged her to stay and forget all about New Hampshire. But Trish said that she was determined to turn her life around and put all of this behind her. So in January, she returned to New Hampshire and stayed with a friend in an area known as White Mountain. Now this area of New Hampshire is very rural and mountainous, so the cellular service was extremely unreliable. And when Trish's court date got pushed back to April, she knew she needed somewhere else to stay while she waited. And this is the unfortunate event that led her to reconnect with an old schoolmate, Ashley Smith. She quickly moved in with her and her husband Doug and their children. Almost instantly, Trish seemed to have lost her phone and was forced to use Ashley's or speak through Ashley herself to get messages out. But as time went on, the family started getting worried because Ashley wouldn't even let them speak with Trish at all. Then. Trish fails to show up for her court date in April. When her grandmother called to ask about it, Ashley made up a story that Trish moved to Vermont with a man that she'd just met. After failed attempt, after failed attempt, Sandy, Trish's grandmother, finally tells Ashley that she's going to file a missing persons report. To which Ashley responds, quote, If you report her missing, you will never see your granddaughter again, end quote. Sandy obviously saw this as a threat to her and Trish, and decided to have Trish's social security benefits stopped. Her hope was to draw Trish out, so she could speak with her away from the Smiths. But a month passed, and Trish failed to show. Sandy had had enough, and on July 5th of 2018, she filed a report with the Grafton, New Hampshire police. The police did an initial search for Trish via helicopter and search dogs around the Smith residence as well as other areas that Trish was known to frequent, but found nothing. The Smith House in Grafton was near an area known as Grant's Pond. It was searched on August 28, 2017. Police found two large crates which were pulled from the water and hauled away. So let's fast forward a few months, it's September now, still nothing, no updates whatsoever. So Grandma Sandy went to see the Grafton PD, and that is when things got even weirder. Sandy, as well as others, knew about the objects removed from Grant's pond, but the police had neither confirmed nor denied that they had anything to do with Trish's disappearance. But when Sandy asked about them, she was met with a response that she did not expect. Quote, can you keep a secret? They asked her, because Trish is dead. End quote. The crates had actually been a washer and dryer combo which contained the partially dismembered remains of Trish Haynes. So for six months Sandy and only one other person, her sister, knew that Trish was dead and they had to keep it to themselves. All while putting on the charade of looking for her as a missing person. When asked if they had heard anything they had to look friends and family in the face and lie to them. But eventually enough was enough. And in July of 2019, Sandy finally went public, just in time for the police to reveal that the remains had been identified as Trish's. A press conference was held, and it was announced that the Trish Haynes case was now an active homicide investigation. They claimed they had Sandy sit on the information in hopes that they could use it against the killers. But that seems a bit short-sighted because when the crates were pulled from the pond, it was featured on the news that night. That means the killers likely saw their handiwork on display. So why keep it a secret at this point? I actually think that it may have hurt the investigation because most people were just thinking that Trish had run off with someone or on her own when in reality, for a year, police knew she was dead. Of course, attention was quickly drawn back to the Smiths since Doug and Ashley had a criminal history. Doug was known to deal drugs at the time, and just this year he pled guilty to felony aggravated sexual assault, wrongful voting charges, reckless conduct with a deadly weapon, along with a list of other charges. He was sentenced to and will serve five to 10 years for charges, none of which relate to that of Trish Haynes. Doug was featured on Live PD on A&E, while on the lam from police, as well as an appearance on Still a Mystery on the ID Channel, which aired after he was captured. His criminal record before his conviction included sexual assaults, burglary, theft, harassment, assault, violation of probation or parole, receiving stolen property, failure to inform, resisting arrest, breach of bail, and numerous DUIs and driving violations. Some date back 15 years. So to call him a career criminal wouldn't be far off. And his wife seems to be his biggest accomplice. In 2019, Ashley was charged with a felony of falsifying physical evidence and a violation of protection order, unrelated to Haynes. She is constantly in and out of jail, most recently for failing to appear at a bail hearing. In just this month, another warrant was issued for her arrest. However, at this time, her whereabouts are unknown. Now, neither of the Smiths have ever been charged in connection with Trish's disappearance, and police have given no indication that they are persons of interest at this time. Which is weird, because at the very least, these two should be persons of interest. Let's go through a few things that should have put them on the police radar. Back when Trish first went missing and everyone was looking at her circumstances at the time, a few people came forward and testified that the Smiths were not the kind of people who just let their friend crash at their house. It seemed the picture these witnesses painted showed that Doug and Ashley were abusive and controlling, with some of them even claiming that Doug may have been pimping her out to his friends. Now, two women came forward and said that they witnessed Doug and Ashley being violent and controlling of Trish. They said that she would not look you in the eyes. She acted scared and submissive, only looking at the ground or at Ashley. Oh, and get this. Just after coming forward, both women had their cars set on fire on the same night half an hour apart from each other however the police department is saying that they were not related to the case and that they are not connecting the two incidents at this time it almost seems like someone is covering for the smiths huh the only connection between the two witnesses was the smiths and that they had both come forward about trish One witness claims that she helped clean a deep freezer that she believed to be where Trish died. Before the missing persons report was even filed, this lady, we will call her Sally, since she asked to remain anonymous, was friends with Ashley and Doug for quite some time and said that she remembers Trish living and being at the home and then she was gone. Sally says shortly after Trish moved out, she was asked by Ashley to help her clean the basement so they could make a play area for the kids. While down there, she cleaned the inside of a defreezer, freezer which had blood and dark hair in it. However, when she asked about it, she was told that Doug had shot a deer, and that the blood and hair was from that. It didn't occur to Sally that it may have been Trish at the time, because she had no idea that Trish was dead. She also claims to have seen the washer and dryer that Trish was found in in the basement, just weeks before Trish went missing. And again, they were just suddenly gone. The Smiths of course were not cooperative with the police, although Ashley stood for one interview with the media, but she showed no concern for Trish, even in the initial days. In fact, she has done nothing but torment Sandy and her family, even going as far as to flaunt around town in custom hoodies that read favorite criminal on the front, as well as a mocking hashtag on the back that reads fuck your justice. Bear also continued to threaten and harass anyone who spoke to or cooperated with the police. It made no sense for police to keep secrets like they did in this case. It made no sense that Trish was there one day and gone the next. It made no sense that women who spoke out against the Smiths were attacked. And having no answers four years later with all these resources (laughs) makes the least sense of all. Now at this point, everything has been circumstantial. But hopefully, with others coming forward, we can finally have answers to what happened to Trish Haynes. If you would like to bring awareness to this case, you can use the hashtag JusticeForTrishHaynes to promote the case and to find out more information. Trish's death is still being actively investigated, and anyone with information is asked to contact the New Hampshire State Police at 603-223-4381. That's six zero three two three four three eight one. All right, guys, there you have it. There is the aggravating story of Trish Haynes so far. Mm-hmm. Right? We're still following this. Um, Kristen is here with me in this after show, um, as per (laughs) usual, thank you very much for sitting in. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, with this aggravating progression of events, this is where we are right now.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: something tells me this is going to be busted wide open pretty soon. Yeah. I
1: hope so. (laughs) Well,
0: if it's not highly sus,
1: it kind of seems like maybe that's what they're doing. That's why they wanted to withhold so much information. Right. It's like. You know, Doug's already in jail, and he's got a couple years to serve, so they've got time to build this case.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So, I think that's maybe, I'm hoping that's why they're trying to keep it close. Right. You know, is that they're, like, really trying to build it so that if he does come up for parole or whatever, that they can just, like, slam this at But, him.
0: meanwhile, they're just letting Ashley run? Like, she's at the very least an accessory. Like I don't think
1: the- they meant for that to happen. Yeah. She's, yeah.
0: But she's gone. Yeah. She dipped. Yeah, they don't know where That should tell you bail. a lot right there. I mean, if she's yeah, innocent, right. why wouldn't she just stay at the house?
1: Well, she's dipping because she's, like, jumping bail, basically. Right, right, right. Yeah. So she's trying to avoid pain, which apparently the first time Doug was captured, um, somebody paid his bail, like, as a joke to get him out of jail. Well, that's not very Some funny. Some random person, Yeah.
0: As a joke. As a joke. I and was how like, did they know it was as a joke? How
1: was this funny? I don't know. I read.
0: That. I mean, if this person remained anonymous, they could have been. It could have been someone that he was in criminal activity with that counted right. on him, that needed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a joke or He's no kinda, joke? Yeah, it right. Sounds,
1: that makes me think he has like some what kind was of connection, well, right? right? What was
0: his bail? Ten grand? It was
1: like ten grand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That doesn't sound like a joke to me.
1: Ha <laughs> ha. That's um, the way it was written in the article, let me get my but buddy out yeah. Of jail for just a joke. It's very it was 10 weird. Grand. Like yeah. someone just popped up and was like, "I'm, I'm gonna pay Wouldn't this." Wouldn't it be for
0: funny him. if I wasted ten grand on getting this career criminal right? out of prison? <laughs> oh, it'd be so good for our environment and just you know views. It would be which hilarious, is what I'm trying to do. right? Like, but I they just didn't don't share see it.
1: that being the situation. But no. I don't know. It just seems weird too that it's all kind of being shoved under the rug. If they're not working on it and trying to keep it close, then, then what is the point of keeping everything such a secret?
0: I really don't understand why they told her grandmother not to say
1: anything. Not at all.
0: That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: No. If no one had known that they had pulled those, you know, at the time they were calling them crates. If no one had known about the crates, right, then it would have made sense because they didn't want the people who apparently murdered Trish at this time to know that they had, had found her body. And they were, you know, we, we've we seen this before, and they were going to try to incriminate them.
0: Right, right.
1: But everybody knew about it.
0: I know, right? It was on the news. You know what they, they were probably like, when they found the washer and dryer down there, they're like, you're not know, going to believe this. There's a full washer and dryer set down here. Mm-hmm. It looks like they were just tossed. Yep. He's probably like, okay, listen, let's take these crates down there put them around, around them, them and then pull them up and maybe they won't know that we found the washer and dryer set mm-hmm. and they'll just assume we pulled two other crates that are perfectly the size to pull washers and dryers out
1: maybe it was like a forensic thing <laughs> like they tried to <laughs> scoop the area
0: yeah you know? oh, okay i
1: okay. don't know <laughs> so they just got a
0: bunch of other shit with it maybe yeah interesting um, bad idea though it just shows how ballsy they are mm-hmm. They are to dump right there in their own community
1: yeah it was like, like less than three miles down the road
0: right and then this guy's made bail all these different times and he's only serving five to ten years right now that mm-hmm. is really nothing for no. the laundry list of charges that this man has no and,
1: and he then, just keeps getting out and doing the same thing like, yeah
0: it's highly sus hmm. <laughs> highly sus but mm-hmm. who are we just merely podcasters going off public information. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I know some people, they, they hide the names and whatnot. And I'm like, again, I've, I've spoke on this at length during, during this show. I mean, if it's if I can find it in a Google search, it's not private. Yeah. People, it's not private anymore. Yep. Um, so it is what it is. But keep your ears to the pavement because there will be an update on this case very soon, I mm-hmm. think. Very soon. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for you this week as far as case-related content. Uh, No Lauren's synopsis this week. Lauren will be back next week. Uh, Actually, he'll be back next week in Sandu Stories. Mm. Right? Sandu Stories week next week. I believe so. Sheesh. I know. It sneaks up on us. sneaks up on us. So enjoy your week off, babe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, week off. Right. Yeah. I know what those are. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week here on the free platform on Strange Shorts, mm-hmm. Andy and I. All right. Until then, be strange. Just wait a minute. Why am I not ending this show? I got to do shout outs and stuff, guys. Check out our Patreon. What am I doing? I'm ending it so early. What's I doing? <laughs> I got distracted. I guess I'll just end the show while you're on here, since okay. we don't have a Lauren synopsis. Why okay. do we even need to break? Right? right. Yeah. Sure. What is okay. this? This is a flyby non-operation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys like uh, True Crime Guys productions, if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy Strange Shorts, please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash truecrimeguys. For just two bucks a month, you can get access to all of the True Crime Guys Patreon exclusives, as well as the 51st episodes of True Crime Guys, which are now in the TCG vault. And then at the $5 tier, you can get access to all Strange and Unexplained content including every single Monday we do Strange Shorts, Andy and I. You guys hear every fourth episode on the free platform. But every single Monday, you can hear us shoot the shit about whatever's going on in the world of true crime on Strange Shorts. As well as Sandu Stories and the entire back catalog of Sandu Stories where we have 20 chapters available. Right, babe? I think we have 20. We're working on chapter 21 right now, Mm -hmm. uh, which we will be recording next week. So all that, patreon.com, slash true crime guys hey a little not well-known secret if you go to patreon.com slash s and podcast for just three bucks a month you can get all the sandu content just saying i just never took it down i just keep posting there because why not right (laughs) Right. on the it's three bucks Mm -hmm. i don't know it's a weird bargain if you're not into the tcg content you just want the sandu stuff Mm -hmm. or if you just want to give me an extra three bucks a month (laughs) you can do that as well we appreciate you very very much All right, guys. Well, that's pretty much it. Uh, Go check us out on YouTube. Check out True Crime Guys on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us on social media at True Crime Guys at S&U Podcast. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Until then, be strange. Just don't be strangers. You going to say bye, babe? Uh, Sure. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check out all the other programs on the TCG network. Every Wednesday, a new episode of True Crime Guys proper, Strange and Unexplained on Mondays, and Full House Fantasy Football on Fridays to start your weekend. if those aren't enough, head on over to our Patreon account, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of content, including older episodes, and other Patreon exclusives like Strange Shorts, Sandu Stories, Higher Thoughts, and the 5-Minute Murder Show. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. How do you shut this thing off? Over?